Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I might also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. There are a lot of secrets going on in this Gospel. Men possessing secret knowledge come from distant lands to Jerusalem looking for Jesus. Their arrival and inquiry makes the already insecure King Herod even more nervous. Herod secretly calls for these strangers by night and extracts from them details about the birth of Jesus. Herod then tries to trick them, ordering them to return to him on their way home and reveal to him the exact location of Jesus so that he might also go and worship him, when in fact Herod's only agenda is to wipe out that young king. God warns the men of this trick in a secret dream, and they return home by a different route, avoiding Herod altogether. Lots of secrets, lots of whispers, Lots of scheming. There are rumors these men are exotic magicians. You know the word magi, which was then later translated into kings in this scripture from Matthew, and finally into wise men. 
Rare gifts are presented, glowing gold from Persia, smoky frankincense from India or Somalia, intoxicatingly fragrant oil called myrrh from Ethiopia or Saudi Arabia used to anoint kings and also anoint the dead. They speak in foreign tongues, they wear exotic robes, they worship bizarre deities and prophets. Herod and all of Jerusalem whisper as these strangers ride through town. These magi, these magicians, who study the heavens and the patterns of the stars, are called by God to come to the manger. God guides them using a language they understand, using a star. They leave their homeland, risking robbery along the way and deportation upon arrival. Surprisingly, no obstacles await them. Despite Herod's insecurity and ridiculous attempt to outwit these men, no roadblocks prevent them from kneeling at the manger. No wall blocks their way. No tear gas blinds them on their journey of hope. Finally, after months of exhausting travel, they greet the infant Jesus. They worship him, this king of the Jews. And what a peculiar and spectacular thing for them to do. For there is no Jesus in the religion of Zoroastrianism. There is no place for Messiah, for those who study the stars. No necessity for a savior, for ones who make their own magic. Nonetheless, in the most extraordinary and nonsensical act of worship, God welcomes them, and they welcome God. And then they turn around to begin their long journey home. God's grace is astonishing in this encounter with the wise men. God does not demand that they stay there and build a church. God does not command them to convert from their own religion. God does not even demand that they go back home and tell everyone about Jesus, although they may have, since there is a legend claiming that these men returned to their homeland and converted a fire temple of Zoroastrianism into the St. Mary Church in modern-day Urmia, Iran, which is today considered one of the oldest Christian churches in the world. Nonetheless, it is the purest moment of worship, the foreign and the divine, the exotic and the holy, the sage and the boy king, the stranger and the child meeting at the manger, neither demanding a single thing from the other, a magical, mystical encounter that is profound and so sacred. But that magical moment does not end there at the manger when the men turn to leave. 
Rather, at the manger, God enters into deep relationship with these men, these sages, kings, magicians. How do we know this? Because God warns them in a dream that Herod is trying to trick them. And in this way, God saves not only Jesus' life, but the lives of these men as well, who are now able to travel home in safety in a bold and courageous act of civil disobedience by listening to the voice of God instead of the voice of King Herod. Indeed, God is the God who uses a star to guide these men to the manger. But once they've given their gifts, God doesn't just then leave them on their own. Just as God faithfully brings them to the manger, God as faithfully guides them home. God, then, is a God of glory and power and might. Yes, God is a God of heavenly hosts filling the skies with song from a multitude of angels. But God is also the single voice whispering in the darkness of dreamy sleep. God is the God of the miracle birth, the fulfillment of the prophet's cry, the wonder of God becoming human. But God also cares immensely for these latecomers from afar. God is about the day of and the day after. God is about the first day of Christmas when the nearby oxen and shepherds witnessed the miracle birth. And God is also about this last day of Christmas when these most unexpected and extraordinary guests turn up also to worship Jesus. God invites the poorest shepherd and the richest king to the manger, thereby embracing all socioeconomic classes. God is about the first day and the last day, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. It is most fitting that these exotic magicians take their place at the manger today, just fashionably late enough to make quite an appearance their presence among this unwed couple and the scruffy shepherds and the stunning angels reminds us that we too have a place at the manger, some who have been there from the beginning and some who are just now showing up, some who know all the words to our songs and some who find this worship most peculiar, some who are clad in rough fabric and some who wear the finest silk, all are welcome at this manger. Through these magi, through these magic men, God shows us that God is about a brand new kind of magic, a new kind of magic that shows us in the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem that the tiniest shred of hope can birth an enormous dream, a new kind of magic and a new vision for the world where the hungry are truly fed, Sick people are really healed, and sins are really forgiven. A new kind of magic of a God who journeys with you to the manger and home again, and also through all the mountaintops and valleys in between. A new kind of magic of a living God who whispers to men and women in dreams, giving us courage to resist 
systemic evil as we see it. A new kind of magic of a God who reveals secrets instead of keeping them by revealing the birth of his only son to the entire world. A new kind of magic for whom the prophets cried. A God who makes a straight path to the manger so that all can make their journey of hope. The Christmas story officially comes to an end today. This 12th day of Christmas, this epiphany. Today, Christmas trees get boxed up or hauled to the curb and tinsel and reeds are packed away until next year. This day makes me sad to do those things. But that's okay, because while Christmas 2018 is over, Christmas 2019 will come. Things end, and things begin. Surely the wise men pondered that on their journey home, wondering how will our lives change now that we've been to the manger? How will your lives change now that you've been to the manger? What is ending and beginning in your lives where you ask God for guidance through long days and longer nights? Are you yearning for a dream? A whisper from God in the shadows to give you strength to make a decision or face a new day? In the meantime, as things end and things begin, the secret is out. Jesus is born and everyone knows it. The secret is out to the four corners of the world that Jesus lives. He is born, this new magician who has the final, ultimate trick up his sleeve, something the world has never seen before. New life for all people. Amen.